Welcome to Vaults of the Obscure, by which, yes, I'm Alicia Herter. And I am also Alicia Herter. That's so confusing. I'm Doc Alicia Herter. Okay, great. Then I'm Tara Keck. <laughs> no! <laughs> My identity! I'm Stop! <laughs> What's your social? I just need to do this one thing. Boop, 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 boop. My credit cards. Mm, wow. I bet your credit cards are better to use than my credit cards. Yeah, because I don't have any. Oh, <laughs> bummer. <laughs> okay, hello. Hello. You're on Patreon. You're listening to this. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Good the for you. The real fans. They're up in here. <laughs> the ones we care about. Oh, thank goodness. So we have another psychic con artist to talk about today. She was in the original episode, and then I decided it's too crazy. We had to cut her. She had to be special. She had to come over here. And before you listen to this, I just want to say that Alicia and I like to talk a lot of shit mm-hmm. about how funny we think psychic con artists are. They are so funny. This person today is not funny, though we will make a lot of fun of her. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make fun of her a lot. But she's not funny. She's a very, very bad person. But I think that the quantity and the quality of her criminal acts is overwhelming. And because of that, worthy of this episode. I'm so ready. Do you know her name? Her name is Anne Odelia Distabar. So Alicia brought this woman to us originally. Yes. And how did you find out about her? I believe I was reading about Houdini and Houdini was like, this bitch is the biggest scam artist I fucking know. And I was like, damn, this is coming from Houdini. His whole deal is tricks. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) I was like, those are strong words. Like, that's a good reference. If you're applying for a job and be like, okay, well, Houdini says I'm a scam artist. So call him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have him check it out. Yeah. Houdini and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle got a lot of opinions about a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. They gossy bitches. They're very gossy. Yeah. They want to be in the papers. Very dead. Super dead. Yeah. For now. What? Well, Anne Odelia Distabar has anything to say about it. So, Anne. (laughs) As we call her. She was born Aditha Solomon. Probably. Maybe. Says Wikipedia. Allegedly. Allegedly. Her name is Aditha Solomon. This is what she claims. This is like sort of her origin story that she tells. She claims that she was born in Italy okay. in 1854. Me too. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> that she was the daughter of the King of Bavaria, Ludwig I, Ooh. and his notorious mistress, the Spanish dancer turned countess, Lola Montez, who's actually buried in Greenwood Cemetery. What? Which is near our houses. She is? She is. She's there. I'm so ready. Her name was Lola. <laughs> she was a showgirl. Hey, these are all truths. Oh my God, I love it. That's who that song is about. But anyway, Aditha says, because she was a bastard, she was stolen away to be raised in a Florentine convent. Mm-hmm. Okay. The likes of which she escaped. A wild escaped. tale. She escaped. And then she titled herself Countess Lansfeld and Baroness Rosenthal and eventually went on to call herself the Princess of Bavaria. I feel like if you believe your daughter is the King of Bavaria, you should start at Princess. Right. Not do Countess and Baroness and then Princess. Like you should stop with the top. she's also a bastard. So she may not, in her 
wackadoodle mm-hmm. universe feel like she is warranted of that title. Mm-hmm. But then as life went on and she became more bold. And confident with herself. We love yeah. those bitches with inner confidence. Yes, exactly. She's crazy though, but. She's crazy. We do like confident women here. <laughs> so this whole time her real dad is like, I'm like right here. What? <laughs> <laughs> so her real dad's name is Professor John C.F. Solomon, and he taught music at the Greenville Female Institutes in the 1800s. He's just a guy. In Bavaria? No, in Kentucky. What? <laughs> so <laughs> this bitch was never in Italy. Not at this point, no. Okay. So she's actually born February 9th, 1849 in Harrodsburg, Her- Kentucky. I keep wanting to say Haroldsburg. It sounds like that would be a place in Kentucky. Yeah. Anyway, she's an Aquarius. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I spent a lot of time trying to find exactly the time she was born, but... To rationalize her behavior and yeah, stuff like, like oh, that. Yeah, it's like, oh, rising, you know, <laughs> the fake one. <laughs> <laughs> the rising, you know, that, that Pluto. Yeah. All that stuff. So Anne's whole thing... This is like her whole thing. Her whole thing is that she's a sociopath and loves to lie. Okay. And that's the truth. And that's the truth. Okay. That's the gospel truth. Okay. But good thing for us... Even though she lies emphatically, consistently, and very, very well, she has a long record of arrests and stints in prison, which make it very easy to find her. (laughs) Good. A paper trail. Even as a child, she was exceptionally cunning, tricking other children into doing her chores and lying all the time. Her own brother describes her as such. He says... It would be necessary for others to see her as all her family have, to comprehend the depth and magnitude of her many villainies. Whenever she enters a house, peace departs, (laughs) and with it, everything portable. (laughs) The peace is gone and all the jewelry. Yeah, basically, basically, basically. (laughs) Nothing, I was about to say nothing is safe. He says nothing is safe in her hands. As an intriguer, she has few equals and no superiors. I would not believe her under oath under any circumstances. Which also her brother, George C.T. Solomon, vicious criminal. Oh, man. And alcoholic. (laughs) So he's seeing it as, you know, wait, he's calling it as he sees it then. Yes. I see. He's like, I I know same, same. Same. I have also born in Italy. Ah, yeah, yeah, yes. Prince of Bavaria, they call me. Yeah. But she wasn't an issue for long because before she hit 20, she dipped out of her family and headed on to a long and horrible life of deceit and violence. And again, I say, this woman is not someone to be championed, even though she is a ghoulish laughing stock in my heart. Okay. So when she's professing to be a princess, she toured around the country giving lectures about her mother and father's quote unquote exciting royal lives. You mean mama and papa? My mama, I have not seen since the convent. (laughs) Since the convent. (laughs) Apparently her performances were very much displays of how common folk would think royalty would act. Just like a huge putting on of thick milky airs. But you know, like there wasn't TV. That's true. So how would common folk know? It was just a caricature, I suppose. Mm, mm -hmm. A massive caricature, which then the common folk probably attending this performance were like, I fucking knew they acted like this. (laughs) Blue bloods. Apparently... During her performances, people would stand up in the middle of her lectures and just yell and point, liar! Wow. And she would be like, yeah, anyway, I got another lecture at six o'clock, so I'll see you guys later, dip, and then just like keep fucking rolling through town. Well, I mean, what do you do in that moment? Like, what if it were true and you're a princess and someone stands up and says a liar? You wouldn't be like, oh my goodness. Uh, moi? You'd be like, 
okay, whatever. Yeah. You know? True, That's true, probably true. like the coolest way to play it. Yeah. You're like, I know my truth. Mm-hmm. You can deny my truth, all, but it doesn't change my truth. Exactly. All right. So then Anne moves to New York City and her creditors and lies start to catch up with her. Her creditors. <laughs> She has this trick where she would suck on this abscess tooth. It's like a molar in the back and make it like bleed profusely. And then she would cough and the blood would show up in like tissues pretending she had fucking tuberculosis. That's hysterical. It's like brilliant. I'm like, I have this disease, but I can get out of anything because people are so afraid of tuberculosis and ill women. Oh my gosh. So she gets picked up by police and she's like, she's like, I've got my ace in the hole. She starts coughing up blood and they take her to the hospital and the doctor's like, no, this girl just have a dirty tooth. Ma'am, we should really get that out of there. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're going to have to strap you in right now and surgically remove this tooth. And she's like, no. No, it's my ace in the hole. (laughs) (laughs) My one talent besides lying. Damn. Anyway, sends her back to jail. Where she ends up lighting her bed on fire. How? To be sent to the psychiatric ward. This must have been before they like stripped you and took everything away from you. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure she could just like stick something up her vagina and pull it out later because people were like, women have vaginas? I'm sure they just let them walk in with cigarettes back then. They're just like, oh yeah, yeah. have your own seven minutes of heaven, you know? Like whatever. That makes so much more sense than my vagina thing. I mean, I like the vagina thing. The, the vagina thing is good. Wet. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have the little box. So she sticks the a little, little box, not the big box. Yeah, like the ones that, okay. Yeah. So you're saying that both of our ideas are possible. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she gets sent to the psychiatric ward. And then while she's there, she stabs a medical student while they're trying to like subdue her. And this gets her declared insane. And the charges against her drop, which was just her fucking scheme. Brilliant. She's like, I'm going to be wily. I feel like that's a Grey's Anatomy episode. <laughs> All right, so she ends up marrying that medical student. The one she stabbed? The one she stabbed. His name is Paul Noel Massant and has a baby with him, a daughter named Lola, after her, quote unquote, mama. Mm -hmm. In 1875, Paul dies suddenly, mysteriously and suddenly. That's it? And Anne returns to her grips. Basically, this is just the context of her having this child. So... She does have the baby. She has the baby. She keeps a child. Okay. She becomes a hypnotist and a medium, and apparently she's fucking awful at it. She's like really, really bad, but she's charismatic, which just like has been getting her through life up until this point. Okay. More powerful than the tooth thing. It's such a powerful superpower that her charisma gets her into the good graces of Napoleon's brother's wife. I don't know how they met, but they did. Is Napoleon alive at this time? Yeah, dude. Here, let me see. I thought he was a 1600 fool. Is no, he he's the 1800s. Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah, he's in the 1800s. The French were having their war like only 200 years ago? Died 1821. So if he had a brother okay. and his brother had a wife, this is a possibility. I don't know. If I'm related to Napoleon, I'm probably related to the brother's wife. Who end up getting scammed out of $250,000. And that's why my family's poor. That's possible. We finally figured it out. But you know what your family did after that? They threw grenades into her fucking house. You know what? That sounds like town. my family. Actually, yeah. Yeah. They're spiteful. <laughs> <laughs> They're spiteful. They can be mean. They don't like the government. Mm-mm, none at all. No trust. I bet they won't fill out the census. God damn it. Fill it out, everyone. It's good for you. So I looked it up how much $250,000 would be in like the 1800s money. And it's $5,898,444.74. That could have been my inheritance. Yeah, that could have been. If Anna Delia just didn't come over here wow. with her, her charisma. Her charisma. Her chorizo. Her t- <laughs> 
Her stinky meat. There oh, it goes. Man. My great joke about the stinky meats. Ruined. You can add it in once this is done. No. So it's about this time that she starts going by Anne Odelia Distabar because she marries General Joseph Huber Distabar, who abandoned his wife and many children in West Virginia for Anne. And their hijinks include scamming a woman out of $85,000, saying that her dead brother had left her money, but that they were processing fees that she needed to pay in order to obtain her inheritance. Two, they get into spirit paintings, and this is sort of like a thread that runs through her whole career. Uh-huh. Spirit paintings are where, like, they would put a slate and a piece of paper on top of someone's head and then, like, ask the spirit for, like, some kind of guidance or a question or, like, to talk to somebody. And then they would switch out the paper, like, last minute when no one was looking. How? How do you get away with misdirection? that? Misdirection. How do magicians do anything? I don't know. I don't know, and I, I don't really want don't to know. know. <laughs> you can't ask so upset. <laughs> they never reveal their tricks. Convincing rich people that they are being pursued by ghost assassins, after which Anne would fucking stab them. Which that makes sense because that was post Civil War. So we talked about yes. the spiritualism movement like really taking off after the spirit or after the Civil War. Yes, yes. Oh, so then it's like, oh, these are all fucking soldiers coming at the us. The Yankee like. that you killed has come back for revenge. Oh yeah. Oh, that's fucked. Yeah. That's so rude. And then charging her landlady with child abuse to avoid paying rent. That's genius, honestly. It's if we can be real, if we can be 2020 about it. Yeah. Fuck landladies. Fuck land people. Land- Who owns land? <laughs> I'm only here for sea people. <laughs> All right, in June 1888, she swindles the widowed lawyer Luther R. Marsh out of his townhouse on Madison Avenue in New York City. Oh, man, that view. So he had lost his wife and his daughter, like, in really quick succession. So he's super lonely and he's super sad and he has all this money. And what do you do with it? Find a nice broad. Yes, basically. So he's really into these spirit paintings. He gets to speak to his wife who had passed. And all of this made Luther so happy that he ends up selling his house to the Distabars for just $100. And as soon as anybody hears about it, they're like, we have to protect this old crazy man. Aww. So they end up landing in jail for six months. I don't know, yo. Eat the rich. Yeah. I mean, consume them and their property. Yeah. When Marsh was asked how he felt about Anne going to prison, he wasn't upset that she tricked him as much as he was upset to find out that her and the general never finalized their marriage. Ugh. The patriarchy back then is so annoying. It's disgusting. All right, so Anne gets out of prison and mm-hmm. shit's not good she can't get any work she's lost her children she tries to run away to europe disguised as a nun but ends up getting deported it's like the fucking so kids. she was raised in a convent yes and she returns to the convent mm-hmm. and the nuns are like we don't know you from jesus get out of here they call the police they're like we don't know this woman little italian police because ours what are our, our like whoop, whoop. what are they like our cars Oh, a mozzarella. Yes. And we love wine. We we love the seafood. We lo- Do they? I guess they would. I don't know. They're surrounded by ocean. They are almost an island. Yeah. That's true. Never thought of it like that. Just saw the boot. In April of 1891, she writes this long letter to the newspaper about how she intends to commit suicide. And the next day, she boards the Staten Island Ferry and leaps into the river, disappearing beneath the waves, and no body is ever found. What the fuck? In May... Because she didn't want to go to Staten Island. Because let's be clear. (laughs) She just jumps off. (laughs) She's like, shit, I'm on the wrong ferry. (laughs) Staten Island or death. This isn't Rockaway, oh my God. This, this isn't Rockaway. <laughs> 
So in May of 1891, a month later, a bodacious oh. new blonde spiritualist surfaces in Boston named Eleanor Morgan. She's talented. She's charismatic. And the second a reporter goes to interview her, he's like, wait, aren't you Anna Odelia Distabar? And she's like, who? And then Eleanor Morgan is never heard from again. What? Then in August of 1891, same year, there's a nude bad bitch in town. Her name is Vera P. Ava, and the town is Chicago. Ooh, Chicago. Let's get ready for it. She's very mysterious and only tells her closest friends her tragic story. And by her closest friends, I mean everybody. Oh, man. This is her story. That she was a member of a secret order of nuns. She loves being a nun. Oh, she super loves being a nun. She's a nun kick. Yeah. Like kink of some kind. But also I think it's like nuns are like Catholic. Mm. And like there's this whole thing with the US like being very Protestant that like they kind of, they're like, that's weird magic shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's a member of a secret order of nuns. But when she begins to develop her spiritual powers, she has to flee for her her life and she's being pursued by the catholic church's society of jesus and was being sent death threats by the jesuits wow in september same year vera goes to visit a jesuit college to confront them about the letters she's driven there by a friend a mrs bolton bolton drops her off watches her friend walk inside and her friend never comes out okay that's rude like how long you need to like if we're friends you got to be like am i dropping you off and then can i like go home like should Mm -hmm. i wait for you Mm -hmm. like i shouldn't be waiting more than 30 minutes ever unless you like take me inside with you you know yeah true like we could have paid for parking we're rich we're rich we're rich we're in chicago in the 1800s i'm married we're fine (laughs) we're fine unless it's like the drive is like hours right oh so then you're like well i'd be six hours back that's a good friend then yeah it's a really good friend but and uh, mrs bolden is a super good friend because basically she goes to the police and she's like my friend's been kidnapped i don't know what to do she doesn't just go into the church and be like yo where's my friend <laughs> have you seen a mysterious woman with a mysterious past excuse me i am a woman in need of aid someone <laughs> please help me over here where is my friend so Varys discovered two days later in a daze wandering around cincinnati which if you don't know is like they skipped all of indiana and went to ohio i mean that's kind of normal yeah i mean yeah but the time it it would have been a few hours yeah 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 so she says vera says that the jesuits kidnapped her after she refused to take back her claims and that she doesn't remember anything after that basically like they put a hood over her head and she was awayed. Mm, yes. She was disappeared. When the reporters come to interview her after the police report, they're like, wait, aren't you, aren't you in Odelia Distobar? How do they all know? And then she gets put in prison for two years. What? In 1895, a Miss Phoebe Love was accosted by a Mrs. McGowan. Mm-hmm. Phoebe and her dad are sharing an apartment when Mrs. McGowan forces her way in, locks the door, and threatens to kill herself and them if they try to come in. So Phoebe, like, sues her or something? Like, takes her to court? Yeah. Get out of my apartment? And Mrs. McGowan sues Phoebe back saying that she's a former housekeeper that seduced her husband who also happened to be Phoebe's dad. Whoa. Okay. So this wild story comes out. The reporters come to interview Mrs. McGowan and the biggest question on everyone's mind is, wait, aren't you, are you Anne Odelia Distabar? You know, like the gall is truly incredible at this point. It's like she doesn't have a good wig. That must be it. But it's just to be faced with this much rejection and still like pick yourself up by your bootstraps and be like, you know what? Fuck all y'all. I am who I am. It's kind of like she's just running the slots. She's just putting in nickels. And she's like one of these string. Yeah. She's just pulling (laughs) the nickels out with the string. One of these times. All right. We're still going. In 1898, she tried to join the cult 
called the Koreshian Unity Cult. They knew who she was basically immediately, but Anne begged them to take her in saying that she was desperate, wanted reform. She must have been so famous to be this recognized all the time. I think it's like the first couple times, this is what I, through the research, Mm -hmm. the first couple times it was like some like punk New York reporter that was sent down to like check something out. Yeah. And then after the third or fourth time, they're like, this lady? I mean, I'm sure my like dead relatives must have known about her, you know? I mean, it's possible. That's crazy. Especially if they're like our great, great, great ancestor, grandpa, the Napoleons. Yeah. Were duped. Were duped by this lady and your fortune. So the Koreshians take her in. And this is how she rewards them. She's belligerently drunk all of the time. Mm-hmm. She starts stealing expensive jewelry. Why do they have jewelry? They're cold. They're not doing it right. I bet that like when you come in, if you have jewelry, they take it because they're like, oh, but there's like nothing. a back room and yeah. she just keeps going into the back room because that's where the liquor is. That's also probably, yeah, because they're like people come in with their little whiskey flask and stuff. Yeah. So she steals expensive jewelry. She sells that jewelry to a pawn shop. I mean, they given her a lot of freedom in this cult. And then she takes that pawn shop money and moves to New Orleans. Oh, good choice. Good choice. That's when in November of 1898, she meets Frank Dutton Jackson. And Frank Dutton Jackson is marrying Princess Aditha Lolita, not Anna Delia Distabar, he believes. Mm. So Jackson's a real estate developer and he's also a con man himself. Landlords. They're evil people. Mm-mm. So my dad was a landlord for like two years. Apparently he was great. Oh, but he who would knows? be great. Who knows? He's so charismatic. He could get away with anything. I would buy property from him. Yeah. So they decide that they're going to travel to India to study the true religion, quote unquote, the true religion and develop their own cult, which sounds like something from My Little Pony. It's called the Order of the Crystal of the Sea. Ooh. It's fucking Atlantis. It's fucking hell yeah. (laughs) It's basically like something to do with Indiana Jones and the crystal lights up the place where the god radio is. Anyway. Is that the one with the aliens or was that a different one? That's a different one. The first one. The first one. The snakes. The only one I've seen. Mm. I thought about you the whole time when I... When you saw those... Snake, that snake pit? I watched it yesterday for research. Wow. For another episode that's coming up. All right, so this is what the cult members have to do. They have to be celibate. Okay. They have to live communal lives as you're living around other people. They have to consume a biblical fruititarian diet. What does that mean? That's like you can't eat food that if you take the vegetation off, it kills the plant. No lettuce. Oh. It's like fruititarian. It's, so it's like fruit, I thought it was like avocados. Only fruit that appears in the Bible. So you got also apples. Possible. I was like, maybe you got like a lamb. Uh, what else do they eat in there? Grapes, probably. Wine. Probably grapes. Lots of wine. Probably wine. I'm trying to think of anything else. Maybe a date. Oh, a date. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, bread. Bread. Because Jesus with the bread. Oh, fuck. So none of that. Okay. No carbs. Paleo, basically. Unless they mention potatoes in the Bible, which I don't know if they do. Yeah. They probably don't have corn. Yeah, I don't know. They have to be so pure and perfect that they create an anthropostic battery, which then they're going to use that battery to materialize the Godhead, which should then allow them to live forever. Hmm. That's the probably the really culty part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So if you look at this set of beliefs, celibacy, fruit, etc., yeah. Godhead, it's actually the exact belief of the Koreshian unity cult, except Anne added the fruit thing. She's like, this is how we go sell it. Brilliant. <laughs> now, New Orleans like sees this and they're like, no. It doesn't seem like it would jive with that vibe of New Orleans. No. So that makes sense. Name a spicy fruit. No. 
Mm-mm, not any. Nope. So they're like, we don't need this mess. They run the couple out of the city and the Jacksons head to Florida and build a commune just outside of Fort Myers. That sounds doable. And you know who else happens to have a commune outside of Fort Myers? The Koreshian Unity Cult. Oh, shit. So these Jacksons, they come in, they're like, we got crystals. We're here with some fruits. And they start writing like these scathing like letters to the paper talking about all of the stuff that the Koreshian Unity Cult is all while trying to just poach their members. Oh, my like, God. Just being like, I don't know. There weren't, I couldn't find any good articles on it, but I'm sure they said some <laughs> shit. So the, the Christians are like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And they call up the newspaper and they're like, do you guys know this bitch is Anne Odelia Distabar? Found again. And fucking Princess Aditha Lolita's never heard from again. That's like some Where's Waldo kind of shit. Oh, absolutely. They just keep, Waldo? Is that, are you Waldo? He's like, who? Who? No. No. Never. Runs out real fast. <laughs> Okay, so I had to skip some stuff because we got to get to the really, really bad shit. Okay. But just to wrap stuff up, she ends up having three more names and travels to three more countries. And so here's the really, really bad thing that she does. She creates the Theocratic Unity Temple. So another cult. Another cult. Okay. This one without fruit, I believe. Okay. So I'm going to read from the Coventry Evening Telegraph from October 11th, 1901, which was a Friday. Remarkable charges were heard on Thursday at Mary Lebon Police Court against Frank and Aditha Jackson. Otherwise, Theodore and Laura Horos. This couple is accused of decoying, robbing, and ruining young girls in the most impudent, deliberate, and heartless manner. The gist of the prosecution's statement and the evidence is that the victims were procured by means of matrimonial advertisements, and having had their imaginations excited by stories of the prisoners' occult powers, were initiated into what they called the Theocratic Community and Purity League. Among the rights of admission, Mr. Matthews, for the prosecution, declared, was intercourse with one of the accused, which was represented as a condition precedent to any such revelation of the truth as would ensure salvation. This outrageous practice, it was further stated, was imposed upon girls by the man in the presence of his wife, which means she was there. Just watching. Watching. Holding Ooh, them down. Gross. And it's like, you have to have sex with this man. And it's like, you're already getting married, like, early anyway. Yeah. Like normally 18, 16 to 18, mm -hmm. possibly younger. That's gross. And they, it's, it was just all a trick. Like we have this hot bachelor. He, come and, and see him. You can marry him. He's charming. He's handsome. So this is how. What did they get out of it besides like well, let me tell child you. sex, I guess. Yeah. Oh, well, what they got out of it was probably like some fucking sadistic like mm. crazy like watching one this man able to have sex with like these young girls like an Aubrey trail kind of thing absolutely like the power but also I'm like his favorite and I'm tricking these girls and like they trust me and they think I'm like a psychic like second coming so they would tie up these girls Ew. they would pass saws and water over their bodies hypnotize them claiming to be the reincarnation of mother mary and jesus so she's like this is my son not my husband this is my son and he needs a wife because he's jesus will you give birth to jesus jr that's crazy they keep them from their families make them swear to serve in the army of the lord rape them and then miraculously they were fucking caught before they killed somebody that's crazy crazy it's not just one girl it's like several young girls that come up and some of them are like yeah i got out before the bad thing happened and a lot of them were like i haven't seen my mom in years oh my god that's so scary so in court and 
denounces being anyone other than Laura Horace. She's like, you got the wrong lady. And said that the girls accusing her were not students, were not slaves or captives, but rather, quote unquote, the help to her estate that were corrupted by an evil landlady who was in fact a Jesuit sent to kill her. This is a story. This is a fucking ridiculous. So Anne, who was calling herself the Swami at the time... Just to top it, you know. Got seven years and that's it. That's crazy. Not even a decade. Her husband got 15 for raping and robbing and imprisoning and torturing a bunch of girls. Like multiple girls. Like multiple girls. That's wild. So to wrap this up, basically Anne shows up a couple more times. Like she comes back to New York. She's all around the country. Like she's trying to start new cults all the time. She likes to dress in purple and gold, Mm -hmm. allegedly. She's, after her husband goes to jail, she doesn't see him again. Usually she's presenting as a swami of some kind. She likes to use the word Vida, like she's Vida. Okay. But at some point, it's basically like she just stops showing up. And there's like 10, 15 years after her last like appearance, there's all of these articles that are like, where is Anne Odelia Distabar? <laughs> where is she? Like, and so it's like, people are like, she's got to be dead, right? She has to be dead. Or did she finally come up with like the ultimate disguise? And and she's living among us now. Still. Still. Yeah. Oof. And that's the story of Anne Odelia Destabar. That's crazy. And makes sense why Houdini thought that she was... A bitch. <laughs> a super bitch. A super bitch. Yeah. Are you guys okay? She had me until the bad shit. Yeah, it's like she likes disguises. Yeah. She's always trying to fuck somebody else over, like for money. I'm like, after you got that five million, I don't know how you would have needed anything else. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, it's like... That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to digest. And I also wonder, it's like, so kidnap, rape, all of that stuff didn't show up until she met this man. So Mm -hmm. it makes me feel like he he would be someone I would want to do like my own research on, not for this podcast. But like to be like, is there other stuff before this? Because this isn't like your first crime, right? Yeah. Like fucking kidnapping like 15 girls. and Like, like that's a way to start. That's crazy. Yeah. Like there had to be a build. Yeah. Where you learned how to do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know when you're a real estate investor. Yeah. He was probably just a slimy dude. Mm-hmm. Like since a teenager. Anyway, I hope you guys are okay. Sorry about all of that. It was fun for a while. It was fun. Just would disappear all the time. She had all these names. I think I counted it was like 15 names. That's so many names. I would forget. How do you keep those straight? I don't know. Well, she uses a lot of common names where she's like, okay, I'm Aditha Lolita. I'm Aditha Solomon. I'm I'm like Lola this, Lola that. So. But I mean, what if you're at a bar and someone's just like, hey, Beth. You're like, do you turn around? Do five other people turn around? Like, what happens? Yeah. Or like someone comes up and she's like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in years. And you like don't recognize her. And you're like, which name? Yeah. Which name do I use right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Maybe she had a good memory, though. And could be like, ah, oh, yes, you. Mm-hmm. I remember you. Yeah. She always has like an accent and a really bad haircut and big earrings and a purple blouse. Probably stunning for the time. Let's not lie. But. All right. She was a bitch. And that's it. Fuck her. Fuck her. And this has been <laughs> Lots of the Obscure. By which, yes. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys.